I did some cranberry sauce already. You're listening to the 2B Tuesdays podcast, a co-production from the Super Network and Pop 4D, featuring hosts, Super Marcy. Hey everybody, remember to put a condom on your computer. Feed the terrible Australian. That don't sound like Charles Bronson. And Professor Batch. She wants the revenge for the ones that took her bananas. This podcast contains explicit language. No, it's it, he said it all love, so that way when he, you know. Yes. Allegedly. Adult themes. It just wants to go down. <laughs> and potential spoilers. Spoiler alert. For more information, see the show notes. Visit supermarcy.com and you can show your support and get exclusive content at patreon.com slash the super network. Now to our feature presentation. My son just escaped from his school. I got molested in a little boy's room. Hands off my treasure, bosun moon. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your favourite to be related podcast, hosted by two Australians and one Canadian. This is the To Be Tuesdays podcast. I am your host, Super Marcy, and welcome to episode 97. That's right, only three away or two away from episode 100, landmark episode. Let's go. Uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, first up, let's welcome my two lovely co-hosts, and then we let you all in on the lovely surprise I we have in store for you today. So please welcome the terrible Aussie. He is Bede Jemine. Hello, Bede. How you doing? I'm good, thanks, Marcy. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Very excited right now. Very excited. Indeed, and Indeed, indeed. I'm very excited as well because we have a very awesome episode lined up for today. And it's also your pick as well. So you've picked out uh, a pretty big movie for us to watch for this episode. I have. I have. But before we reveal that, let's welcome our Canadian brother from another mother. He is the Professor Science Batch. Hello, Batch. Guys, I'm getting a little scared. This is 97. 100 is right around the corner at the rate. The quality of the movies we've been doing lately, I'm terrified to see what's going to happen in 100. Oh, we're going indeed, downhill, indeed. baby. I mean, what? No. <laughs> 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 yes, welcome, welcome. But uh, we are actually not alone on this episode, and we'll tell you why in one second. Uh, this week, it's my pick, and I've wanted to pick this for a while, but uh, we needed to get this scheduled up so we could have a very special guest with us so the film for today it is a tubi original and it wasn't included on any kind of poll i have actually picked a tubi original because it might be the greatest tubi original of all time we're watching shark side of the moon with our special guest he co-wrote this film we interviewed him last year where we hinted about we hinted to us about this film, and we kind of almost accidentally guessed half of the plot. Uh, <laughs> please welcome Ryan Ebert to the show, and thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely, Marcy. Thrilled to be here. I'm uh, very thrilled that you are here, and we're going to watch this beautiful movie. <laughs> we don't. We don't need to do any of that. Uh, we can just watch a regular just movie. Uh... <laughs> 
you've met me before. I actually do quite think this is a great movie. Uh, I will, at at the end of this, I I will uh, give a a little bit of an announcement on this movie. But uh, uh, we, uh, as as the, this was a rare instance where uh, my my wife was my co-writer on this, who also co-wrote Tales of Fifth Grade Robin Hood. And it was a rare instance where it was actually our pitch. Uh, So this was totally, it was her title. She came up with that. I will give her that. Genius. And, uh, yes. Uh, as soon as she said the title, uh, the pitch just kind of fell out of, of my mouth and we wrote it down and uh, pitched it. And to be said, we love it. And so this was totally 100% our original idea, not a uh, uh, sometimes it's oftentimes it's kind of pitched in a room or it's somebody else just saying we would like this kind of movie. Please make this kind of yeah. movie. This was 100% us and we are extremely apologetic for it <laughs> we, we are actually very thankful indeed so what you need to do like uh audience is go to tubi uh look for the film shark side of the moon and from what i understand it is playing on tubi all over the world if it is showing in your part of the world so definitely check out the film there and we're going to be watching the so i'll count us down from five and then when i say go that's when you play the movie, and then that way our audio commentary will be in sync with the film. But since Tubi is a free streaming service, they do play ads on occasion, so whenever an ad does pop up, we'll, we'll shout out ad, and that way you can pause the film, and when the ads are finished, we'll let you know to restart the film again, but we'll also make sure to give timestamps as well, just to play it safe. And yeah, well, and so we'll get straight to it, so everybody have your your copy of Shark Side of the Moon on Tubi ready to go, and let's do this. So, Marcy, Batch, Ryan, are you ready to take a trip to the moon with Shark Side of the Moon? Yes. Absolutely. Tremendous. Alrighty. (laughs) Alrighty, let's do this. In five, four, three, two, one, go. This might be one of the only movies I say, yes, I am ready to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So. Stock footage. <laughs> Ryan, is it stock footage? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, asylum movies are 95% stock footage. And then 5%, uh, 5% green 5% what we get. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if we're lucky. Lovely, lovely. So this is setting up. Um, is it? It was. It's a nineteen eighty four. So yes, twenty one years ago. Don't correct me. Some time ago. Yes, <laughs> I actually have the script right in front of me. Uh, believe it or not, I did not write in any. Oh, there's your name script. written uh, by. Yeah. The dream team. <laughs> My lovely wife and I another successful collab hell yeah <laughs> well uh, i guess uh because this this episode will be kind of more interview as we're doing an audio mm. commentary for the film ride so i guess my first question is as both you and your wife are writers of this film like how much were you guys involved with how this film was shaped because usually with a lot of writers like screenwriters they would write the film and then the filmmakers will just go off and just make the film. How involved were you both in the actual making of this film behind the scenes? 
That's a great question. I uh, I was significantly more involved than my wife was in the actual uh, production side of things. I was on set every day, uh, script in hand, uh, because the the directors are also two of our more prominent. Well, one of them is the head of visual effects at Asylum, so he's a constantly busy person, and uh, the other person also works in VFX. So they uh, were not. They had both read the script, but they were not as in tune with it as most directors would like to be. Mm. So I was on set kind of as their helpful guide, uh, making sure that everything kind of made sense. And if, you know, asylum shoots are uh, very fast paced, we shoot sometimes 30, 35 pages a day. And uh oh, mm. not the bucket. <laughs> They're free. Oh, it's the shots. Oh, we're starting right off the bat, are we? Yeah. Yeah. Look it's at that teaser, beautiful shot. You gotta, you gotta shot. get them in early. <laughs> a beautiful, beautiful a shot. A couple more man. seconds. You're here somewhere. I am. Let's see. It's let's let's for right. Not high heeled lady. Dude, that's me. There you yeah. Are. Cut in half. <laughs> punched punched first... in half by a shark. And the first kill of the movie. Yeah, there I am again. Uh, you didn't, you didn't see that though. We'll, we'll, we'll pretend <laughs> was that it? he was cut in half and stayed now, that way. Now, Ryan, was it in your contract that when you guys made this movie, you were like, "I want this movie made, but I want to be the first person killed on screen." <laughs> I, it was nowhere in my contract, but I definitely, I, I may have slipped the directors uh, a twenty just to make sure <laughs> yes. I get uh, murdered in this movie. Uh, Perfect. There were actually, I think, four or five other extras <laughs> who were uh, filmed dying in that hallway, and just with how the time constraints and the edit went, mm. uh, I was the only one that made it, and I'm, I'm very grateful for that. You did. <laughs> <laughs> this just, this starts off, like, this goes from zero to fuck this shit o'clock straight away, and I love that. It's a great book. <laughs> It's, uh, you know, that's that's what we try to do with our teasers is we really try to try to hook you in right away because we're, we're not going to get you with, uh, you know, world class visual effects. We're not going to get you with, uh, you know, the, the necessarily the most interesting thing. So we got to pull you in right away with some just what the fuckery. Yeah, and, very uh, much. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we were reasonably successful in this one. Definitely. I'm totally pop. I'm I'm pop for Ding and how they run. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I run. <laughs> I, I like that. So the film starts off some years ago. We're in Russia. They're obviously they're doing experiments. So they've made like a humanoid shark hybrid thingies, and they're escaping. For soldiers, yeah. yeah, they're escaping, but they also happen to have a rocket ship. So it kind of like blends together. So we know straight away why there could be humanoid type sharks on the moon. We worked so hard on the logic of this movie, clearly, <laughs> uh, and it will show throughout. Makes uh, sense to my simple mind. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, my dog is being a pain in the ass. <laughs> as per there, usual, there is no when such we thing record. as a dog being a pain in the ass. Dogs are always perfect all the time. Uh, Freddy totally is, except when he's not. I gotta go get his toy. 
And the, and the great thing about this show, Ryan, is that we keep all this stuff in. Yes. And that's why people and oh. that's why people love this show. Absolutely. Any show We're can wrong. edit this stuff up. We choose not to. I I feel the same thing about our movies. Uh, <laughs> you know, you see the final edit and you're like, they left that in. Okay. Really? Uh, what a mess. Let's keep watching. Well, I was I was going to say, like, I know we're sort of joking about the effects and all that, but I, I have to say, I think the special effects, and not only in this film, but the other film that we did, that was our first film for this show this year, uh, Titanic 666, I actually think the uh, CGI effects for both films were actually been really decent. Like, they're really mm. solid CGI effects. Uh, you know, I, I like to them a lot, but uh, Glenn Campbell, who's the director of this, uh, and is also our lead VFX, and that's uh, that's the co-director right there, Tammy. Yeah. Oh, making her uh, cameo appearance. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Glenn is Glenn Campbell is an Emmy award-winning visual effects artist who's worked on Star Trek. Uh, he's worked on X Files. He's worked on Tron. He was on a Disney a D twenty three Disney panel for the anniversary of Tron earlier this year, or end of last year i forget yeah. like he's uh he's kind of a legend mm. uh and the thing to remember is that uh he was telling me a while ago that a lot of visual effects people you know we, we, we get ragged on for our visual effects a lot from uh people all over the internet but uh visual effects artists Ads. in the industry who know <laughs> are so impressed with uh VFX wise, because they know that that is the first draft mm. of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is this is the rough draft of any visual effects shot. There really isn't many opportunities to really clean stuff up. Mm. So what they can do in such a limited time that still looks, you know, at at worst still competent and at best sometimes legitimately good is wildly impressive. Yeah. So those who know know and. Uh, yeah, we, yeah. we love them deeply, and Glenn yeah. and Tammy are wonderful people. Uh, so, yes, uh, I did say ads. We're at 7.23. We're waiting for the ads to finish. We're, like, halfway through. These are just lame, boring Australian ads. <laughs> yes. I was about to ask all brand new ads for me. <laughs> are we, I was about to ask, are we watching Tubi Australia? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Never yes. even heard of a Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, Ryan, you're going to see a lot of Australian products that you probably have never heard of yeah. before. And especially our favourite one, Wild Secrets, if it does pop up during the... And it's an ad for Tubi. And we get an ad for Tubi. Well, it's pretty much saying, <laughs> hey, sign up to Tubi because you can get better recommendations. It's still free. You can save your progress. Beautiful. All right, we're back. Yep. Tubi, please sponsor. wonderful app. Yes. Uh, and now we're back to stock footage. Tubi, please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, We've been doing this for two years. Come on, give us give us a bone. Two and a half years, <laughs> I think now. Almost a hundred episodes. Nudge, nudge. Like, let's go. Yes. And I'll um, take a t-shirt. Yeah, we'll get a t- We'll have two B one hundred t-shirts. <laughs> yes. I kind now, of, right, I, I, know. I, I just, before you go B, before you start, oh, yeah. sorry, yes. I was going to say, I do actually want a shark side of the moon t-shirt, I know, I kind of need this to happen. You are not going to get that from 
to be. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Can I make a fan shirt and just wear it? You are absolutely within your rights as an Australian to do that. I'll, I'll get a magic marker and write Shark Side of the Moon on a T-shirt. Official. <laughs> official. <laughs> Freddy, Please sorry. misspell official. Um. Yes. Sorry, babe. <laughs> no, no, F-I-S-H-L. Oh, my God. Puppy. It, it'll be... Uh, uh... <laughs> Well, it, and just to make sure it's, like, not official, we'll call it Shrek side of the moon. Shrek side of the moon. <laughs> don't give DreamWorks any ideas. Nine, we, don't, we, we don't need that collab right now. No. Exactly. But, exactly. But uh, yeah. I was going to say, uh, Ryan, since you, you said, mentioned earlier that uh, Asylum tends to shoot their films very quickly like how long did it take uh for this film to be shot like how many days did you guys shoot this film it was originally scheduled to shoot in 11 days and then uh we had two days cut in the production schedule but then we wound up adding a day uh so this was a 10 day shoot damn i'm impressed most most people who uh bash our movies uh, which are most people, uh, when they find out that these are shot, you know, our movie ones get a little bit more time. A lot of our movies get shot in as little as six days. Mm. When they write their review and then they we tell them, like, oh, yeah, well, we shot this in six days, they change their tune real quick. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty Herculean effort from every single person mm. from the PAs to any, anybody in the entire crew to get any of this to not only be shot, but to look competent. Uh, it's, it's top to bottom. Everybody works their butts off and, uh, you know, they're not going to look as good as uh, Warner brothers movie or even a Marvel movie. Uh, but it's uh, pretty incredible what these people do in such little time. Yeah. I, I, I know we touched on um, sort of how the VFX and everything looks, and like when I when this debuted on Tubi, like I was very excited to watch it, obviously. Um, but I was very very hey. impressed with how like how the VFX looked. Like it was for me, I was like, wow, this actually this looks really good. Like one of the the best I've seen ah. from that. Freddie, shut up. One of the best I've seen from, uh, you know, something from the Asylum, which I enjoy because it is silly. It it doesn't look like the, top notch, but it's, this stuff right here, it's great. And it the just, stuff with the with the spaceships flying, just to me, is some of the best stuff. Like you said, that we've, we've mm -hmm. ever done. There's some really incredible stuff in here. Sorry to interrupt you. No, that's okay. And my uh, dog's but... interrupting. Um, but I just, for me, like on a visual scale, like it looks really good. It's very crisp. It's very clean. Um, and I think everything just actually works quite well. Even with the, the, the old space stock footage, it kind of goes with it as well. Um, but I, I, like for me, who's been watching asylum films for a long time, I was very impressed with just how good this, this one looked. I you gotta, I gotta give credit where credit is due to everyone who, who worked on this. The uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we've talked about the VFX, mm. Glenn Campbell and Tammy Klein, uh, 
also that it really helps that the directors yeah. are the head of VFX and somebody that works in VFX uh, because they, while they're shooting, can kind of, in their heads, they already know what they have to work on, what they have to do. Um, so they have a pretty good idea of what, uh, you know, especially like how you frame something, how you shoot something, uh, how that's going to interact with the other shots and mm. implementing the VFX within those. So it was it was one of the reasons why they were hired to direct is because they knew this was going to be a very ambitious yeah. uh, movie for VFX. So why not just get the head of VFX to direct it uh, so you don't have to worry about any of that. And yeah. uh, Glenn is, is just one of the most lovable people. Uh, it was just a thrill to, to work closely with him and uh, yeah, uh, considering this was shot in April of last year and it was out in August, mm. uh, pretty Herculean effort to even have a completed movie at, with this kind of yeah. a VFX scope. But they, you know, pulled it off within reason and uh, there's a lot of really, really incredible stuff to be very proud of in this. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. Uh, I'm I'm glued to the screen right now. <laughs> I've seen this before. <laughs> You've seen this quite a few times now, Marcy. I think this my, is my uh, third. Understand. I think I've seen it twice, so this is my third time. And it won't be my last. I'll put it that way. <laughs> there are so many people can, that I can almost watch this. I can almost guarantee that with the uh, with the news I'm going to drop at the end of this. Ooh. Ooh. Well, we'll have to stay tuned for that. And um, oh I was going to say, Ryan, my my next I will be <laughs> back. If we get an ad, I'll just have to timestamp it. I've got to deal with the dog. Yeah. <laughs> Keep <laughs> <That's> going. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is why people love this show, Ryan. It's yes. because of stuff like this. <laughs> the absolute but, uh, chaos within. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. But I guess my question is, like... Um, like, again, when you talked about your being very much involved with this film behind the scenes, uh, how about when it came to the casting of the film? Because I think everyone in this film does a pretty solid job with their roles. There is not a bad actor or actress in this movie. Uh, this is one of the better casts we've gotten. I had almost nothing to do with casting outside of... Only, and I don't even know if this input got to the people who really make the calls on who gets cast, uh, but I did see uh, the final three they had for uh, the commander, Commander Tress, uh, and I saw the final three they had for uh, Josie, and uh, I said to the person I was uh, I think it was Glenn or Tammy who were showing me uh, the options they had for Commander especially were a little bit more uh, there were a couple of you know they, they all looked very official very you know they could be the commander of a ship but there was something about Maxie that stood out to me and she's not necessarily a traditional look that asylum leads have uh not you know saying anything about her good or good or bad just you know normally it's very much just like a 
try to get leading lady, uh, traditional leading lady types. Maxie didn't quite fit that mold, but I saw her audition and was just very impressed with how she, and I told this to her on the day, uh, it just really impressed me how she is able to, it, most actors and actresses, when they're in a commanding role in an asylum movie, they tend to rush their lines because they're about the frantic energy. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's nothing wrong with that choice. Uh, you know, stuff is happening and it's crazy. So when they're talking about, you know, we have to do this, we have to do that. You need to go over there and you need to do this. It kind of just, it's, it's very rushed. What I love about what Maxie did is she takes a commanding presence and she very clearly articulates what they need to do. And it feels very like, yeah, uh, you are a commander. You are leading the way. And uh, she absolutely holds this movie down and was very, uh, I was a little surprised she did get cast, but I was thrilled. And then she just every day proved us right. She was. Oh, yeah, she she's. She's real, really good in this film, and she does have a presence about her where you could definitely buy her as the commander of this crew. Like, she definitely has that sort of leadership quality about her. And the other, because uh, I got to be on set, and a lot of what I would do is, uh, you know, the actors would have questions for, like, uh, you know, what am I supposed to be doing here? What's, mm -hmm. you know, what's this about? And, uh, they, uh, so, I, so I got to hang out with all of them pretty regularly and uh, what's his name in this uh, uh, the actor who plays uh, these guys uh, uh, well there's an actor in here who's like one of the lowest build actors here if he pops up I'll uh... well I have the IMDB page as well yeah, so I'm letting those guys <laughs> if it yeah, uh, he uh, he has a master's in acting from like Temple University. Uh, oh, okay. Which is like like a you know it's a real school, uh, and uh, he's he was just an absolute delight. But it's like that's the kind of level of actor we are dealing with uh, on this, which was again I had very little, very 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 if next to nothing to do with. But like one of the lower tiered actors on here is still a has a master's in acting. Uh, yeah. After the actress who plays Josie, uh, after she finished with this, she was uh, Constantine right there. That actor who plays Henry, he was on uh, Stranger Things uh, last oh, okay. season. Uh, like these are all. Everybody was just so. Josie was on. Uh, she did a live version of some Netflix show uh, in San Francisco for like three months after this. Uh, just about everybody who's they just are constantly getting work, and it's always a delight to see everybody. Uh, I follow them all on Instagram, and uh, whenever they continue to get more and more impressive roles. I'm always so excited for them because everybody was just a delight on set and just all extremely talented people. Well, I guess one of the big... Oh, sorry, you go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I just, I just could, could not have asked for a better cast. Everyone was perfect. 
Yeah, and I guess another thing too, what I liked about this cast is like, I mean, with a lot of, you know, films from the Asylum, you always have like one or two big name actors attached to it. But I like that there's kind of none of that in this film and you do cast, I guess, you know, mostly, you know, for us, for a lot of audiences, actors who they're not familiar with. And that way, kind of gradually, you get more involved with the characters because there's no like a, you know, a a well-known actor who's like in in the film right and that was actually it's funny you bring that up because that was a choice that was uh brought up to tubi we told them like traditionally we usually have a a star role that kind of takes the the, prominently featured on the poster uh and that they opted out of that so that we could have more of a, a little bit more budget for vfx and post since they knew we were going to need that. But yeah, that was, it's funny you bring that up because that was actually a, a choice to not do that on this one. Although, right, I have to say, I'm a little, that being said, and I think that's great, but at the same time, I couldn't help but feel like I would have loved to see Eric Roberts go up go up against you know, like shark creatures. <laughs> I thought you were going to say John Lovitz. Uh, I mean, I'm all hip to Didn't we say we, we had. Eric- We're not both. Yeah, Eric Roberts and John Lovitz is like, I don't know, brothers or something. You can voice the sharks. Oh, that's the sequel. That's add, the comedy add, team add. we we need to start pushing on this show. The comedy team of John Lovitz and Eric Roberts. Yes, uh, we're at twenty one thirty six. Everybody's been waiting to hear. Yes. Yes. I need that to happen. Oh, puppy on the ad. But those sharks, though. No. I mean, I would have a pet no, shark not. if it was allowed. They're coming up, though. But see, there's your uh, next... I'm pitching, I'm pitching you an idea now, right? Shark dogs. There we go. Shark dogs. <laughs> oh. Hey, it's an, it's an ad for Disney Plus on Tubi! Again! <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard of Star Wars? <laughs> if... Forget about this Mandalorian stuff. We're here to watch uh, the shark side of the moon. Yes, this is where yeah. real cinema is. That's, that's real cinema. <laughs> uh, apologies also. My dog is being a pain in the butt. He's wanting to play with his B-A-L-L, which I've left out of the room, so he's not going to bark and be bossy about it. I've given him a treat, so hopefully. <laughs> uh, every time. <sighs> Indeed. Apparently, we need to buy cars because we're getting car ads. Yeah, I will say about this movie, this looks like a movie I would have uh, rented at a video store back in the day when those existed. Yes, and we're back. 2137, go. Yeah, I I love this shot. This was on the teaser, and it was just like, oh, this feels like a real movie. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a great looking shot. Yeah, When we were writing the script, we definitely uh, were trying to go for that kind of classic like very high concept sci-fi uh nonsense that isn't around as much as we'd mm-hmm. like it to be mm-hmm. uh so that was uh that was a very deliberate choice on our end that we were able to yeah push through Ugh. yeah this i'm with batch this looks like something i would have grabbed off the video store shelf and pay and that $6 a... for an overnighter. 
Yeah, but then I'll forget to say. return it a week later. Yeah, I forgot to rewind <laughs> it. <laughs> but I think that's the what I really enjoyed about this film is like it kind of reminds me, and especially other asylum films as well, because they kind of remind me of the sort of the old school kind of Roger Corman produced like sci-fi or horror films during the 70s and 80s, which obviously kind of took inspiration from other things that were happening, you know, in cinema at the time, but they sort of had a bit, had their own identity and also their their own charm to them. And also, you know, with having smaller budgets, they made the most of what they had. Yeah. And, you know, I get a sense of that with this film. Yeah, it, it feels like... You know, how we had those, like, kind of lowish budget but very high concept, like, sci-fi films of the 50s. And they're so mm-hmm. much fun to watch now. And, yeah, Asylum kind of reminds me of that kind of era, but just really amping it up with what you can have. Because um, Asylum's given us a hell of a lot of weird shit, and we're very thankful for that. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. It's the it's the I was gonna say land sharks, but I don't know if that makes sense. Well, I think isn't there a movie called Land Shark? Because I'm pretty sure is. there was. <laughs> that was uh, an SNL gag from uh Oh right Candy Graham Chevy Chase era era, yeah. That <laughs> Chevy Chase could have voiced a shark. I don't uh, know how well pass. that would have gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, I have to say, like, oh. there's only one actor who could have voiced the sharks in this movie, and that's me, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to voice all the sharks, especially this one, because I could go around with Teeth Gun. <laughs> That is how Nicolas Cage runs. Yes. Exactly. And I also, too, have a fit on top of my head, (laughs) which is my wig for this week. (laughs) If if there were a a way to redub this and re-upload it with uh, just Nicolas Cage voicing all the sharks, uh, I would sign off in a heartbeat. I mean, you you Uh, can hire Bede and just, you know, it's a Nicolas Cage impersonator. (laughs) Hashtag release the cage cut. Yeah. <laughs> and Ryan, I will do it for free too. So if that ever happens, I'm willing to do it for free. That's good because we have no more money left for this movie. <laughs> I, I love It'll these just... two, by the way. These two are great. Sorry, Pat. It'll be like uh, like the third alternate language be- 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 between like uh, French and uh, Spanish for alter- for SAP. Yes. <laughs> Cage glitch. Yeah. Cage Love glish. for that to be more of a thing. You have, like, the secret language cut. Yes. Don't advertise it. You don't bring it up. But if you find it, you are in for a treat. Yes. And the only way to speak it is that you have to either whisper it or scream. <laughs> there is no in between with Cage. No. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, I have uh, one of these moon harpoons at home. Ooh, uh, oh, nice. Oh, nice. Original one, the one that I have was a broken one, but they taped it up because we had one made for each character that needs one and then an a extra yeah. for each one. 
uh, in case of breakage. Mm. And on the last day, I asked the props guy, hey, is there anything I can bring home uh, as a souvenir? And he was like, I got you. And he just threw a spear at me, <laughs> uh, which woke me up because it was a long day of shooting. Uh, but also was uh, it, it will be on a mantle when uh, we find a way to apartment-friendly hang it up mm. on a mantle. I do like the, the, the spears. It is a... That was... I made sure the spears made it in and stayed in. Uh, as a huge Futurama fan, mm-hmm. uh, having the opportunity to have uh, not whalers on the moon, but uh, mm. you know shark hunters, shark slayers on the moon, we needed them to have their moon harpoons. Yes. Uh, so that was... Uh, somebody brought that up on Twitter uh, the day it came out. We're like, was this a... Uh, this reminded me of this Futurama episode. And I was like, that's because it's directly taken from that. Uh, <laughs> that's a bingo. That's, that's a bingo. <laughs> Whoa, she must be part shark. It's amazing how many people just did not get Sergei and Akula's relationship. Uh, they didn't seem to, I, I, I think it's hard to maybe hear the, you know, uh, their voices over the, the laughing people are often doing or the complaining that people loudly do for these movies. Uh, but it was not, for me, it was not hard to follow. Obviously I wrote it, so I knew it, but, uh, it's amazing how many people were just online. I wasn't expecting the amount of people who were confused about the relationship and who they were. I feel like we spell it out pretty, pretty yeah. clearly. Yeah. A mm. couple of times. I mean, for me, this movie made sense because I paid attention and I enjoyed myself. And Marcy doesn't pay attention on this show. That is true. <laughs> well, that damn dog keeps barking. Well, that doesn't help. <laughs> um, usually, even if it's a movie I've seen before, when we do this show, I'm sitting here, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> this time I'm like, I know what's going on, and uh, I do. I do like those two characters. They're probably my favorites in the movie. They but were really fun to write for. Absolutely. I like how it's very I, unexpected I, as well. Like, why are these two people without suits on on the moon? What's happening? Yeah, the uh, them not having suits on was a note that we got from we'll say higher ups not going to name names Mm -hmm. but uh they uh like we can't have them wearing helmets on the moon the whole time Mm. these are actors we need to see their faces Mm. so we came up with some shit science and explained it away and it's one of the bigger notes people have on the movie it's like just these people just walking around uh no it's no whatever and Oh, there he goes. And he got taken. Well, I'm glad they have a particular set of skills. Skills. Vince McMahon was one of the producers on this film. Take those helmets off. I need to see their face. (laughs) That's honestly a shockingly good impersonation of the person who did have that note. Um... (laughs) For, For me, it's like... 
I, don't, I, I can suspend my disbelief if I need to. And I honestly, I'm watching this and for a little bit, I didn't, it didn't even click to me. And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> when you kind of see the, the fin, like on, mm. um, a mm-hmm. uh, cooler was like, mm. oh, oh, then it clicked to me. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. For anyone who is confused, uh, she is born. You know, they they keep reproducing these uh, these shark human hybrids. How how couldn't you uh, when when they all look like that? Right. Uh, and uh, you know they're shark human hybrids, but Akula was born uh, significantly more human than shark, so she was abandoned and eventually saved by Sergey, who raised her as a daughter. Uh, it's not that hard. I don't no. know how people keep missing it. I have no uh, idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, he's in shock jail. Shock jail. <laughs> I love That's this. There she is. Serena. Serena Seller. I was trying to remember the name. Love I it. do love the designs of the sharks because, like, yeah. They're different, the, the, aren't they? It's pretty yeah. cool. I think some of the the models they used were pre-built that they had found uh, mm. scouring online, but I think a few of them were uh, independently built by our team. To that was one of the mandates that we had while writing the script is that there be multiple different kinds of sharks, uh, so it's not all just a bunch of great whites up there, or a bunch of hammerheads. They wanted a, a mix. We need to get a Saturday morning cartoon for the 80s version of this uh, movie. Oh my god, that would be my favorite thing ever. (laughs) We're we're pitching the idea to you right now, right? (laughs) (laughs) And I am ignoring it. It was a really fun bit we had in this scene, and honestly, it's impressive they were able to kind of cut around it. But uh, because Sergei came up, and this is on his ship, uh, the director pitched this idea, and I loved it. Uh, Look at those effects. Look at those effects. Uh, (laughs) But uh, because this was the 80s, when the ship came up and crash-landed here... uh, they had it so that there was a Rubik's cube on it, and Sergey comes in. He's like, "I've been on this, you know, phone for thirty years or whatever. Haven't been able to crack this thing." And Wolf picks it up, and off screen, she's kind of just fussing with it. And then at the end of the scene, she's gonna, she's supposed to plant it on uh, Sergey's little area right there, one hundred percent completed. And uh, we shot it like that, and. I don't know how they cut around it, but there, is, there are no fragments of that at all in the movie. And I kind of wish we were able to have That's crazy. stayed in there. But just a fun little character beat. Oh, yeah. Uh, I well, like, I was going like to I, I like the dialogue here about the music. It's it's quite cute. I, I actually think it's just this little distraction where they're talking about music. It's just cute. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, Ryan, like, I know that I, since you brought that up with the, the bit with the Rubik's Cube, were there anything from the script, like, ideas that you and your wife had 
that you wanted to put in the script, but Ivan didn't end up being in the film or that got changed as the script was being written? Indeed, when I tell you there is so much, this script was Tubi's favorite script they had ever read. And it is not a movie that they are ultimately super thrilled with, sadly. Uh, and a lot of that had to do with uh, almost all of the death scenes are not as they are written. Oh, uh, we we were told to go like oh ham on the kills in this, and. So we did, and we there was a lot of super fun deaths mm. in the script that ultimately, because of time uh, and budget, mm. were not able to be shot as mm. they were written. Uh, they're very much pared down mm. versions, which is uh, inarguably to me the biggest bummer. Uh, but there we had a stunt person for one day, and we just got the stunts that we done and then everything else had to be uh not something that you would need a stunt person for uh it's all very above board but uh yeah like there's a death scene uh that did involve uh like throwing an aquarium on the shark and it gets glass in its eye and then it, there's a whole other just a whole other big fight exchange, and uh, it got pared down to something much, much smaller. Uh, so the, a lot of the death sequences are a bit of a bummer for me watching because uh, we That's had to. We were we kept getting told, "Go further, go further, go further, uh, make it crazier," and then you know, give us more death. money, give us more money, yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> give us time and money. Uh, like there's a one of the death scenes there was written to be like guys going full on fisticuffs with the shark and uh, ultimately it got turned into he turns around sees the shark says oh shit gets punched by a shark and dies uh, you know we had we had written something much bigger uh, but get what you get on the day and there's not really a lot you could do when you're dealing with the budget and time constraints yeah that we are yeah. I mean, it's it's unfortunate, That's but yeah, let's boogie. It is what it is, but yeah. uh, it's I mean, still. I still get to tell myself every day that I got to write a movie called Shark Side of the Moon, and it's a real movie that exists on a real streaming platform, uh, and will hopefully forever. Nice. The best streaming platform. I, I stand by that. I'm not even kidding. Tubi is, I think, the best because it is free. Um, I'm, I'm hoping because of these lovely ads, people get money for what they make that gets on Tubi for the more independent stuff. So, yeah. For me not to pay for something and there's so much stuff from A grade to Z grade, it's perfect for me. And I can sit through... 30 seconds of ads every so often. Coco Pops. Mm. kind of want Coco Pops right now. Oh, we're at we 37.99, sorry. Coco Puffs. Yeah, it's Coco Pops, Pops here. Yeah. 
We, I think, oh, I can't remember. The cat. Is that how all cats look in Australia? Yes. That <laughs> <looks> yes. <laughs> it's, it's funny because we have a lot of the same products in Australia, but some things have been renamed, like Cocoa Pops. <laughs> it's bizarre. And we don't even have those in Canada. Oh, you got to go across the border <laughs> to get some Coke Puffs. Get some sweet, sweet Cocoa Puff action. Mm. They, see, those sharks wouldn't be eating people if they just had a brand of uh, Cocoa Pops up there on the boat. Uh, right? <laughs> That's what they were missing, clearly. It was the Cocoa Puffs. Cocoa Pops. Exactly. <laughs> I'm confused as to what to call them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ad is almost yes. over. Just, uh, shut up, Toyota. We are back 3740. Almost halfway through, which for me, that's actually gone fast. It's a, it's an under 90 minute movie. It's it's a tight, tight movie, especially when everything else that's getting made now seems to be two hours plus. Oh, look at that fun jacket. Look, look at that sassy walk. <laughs> yeah. That would be me as a shark. I'm sure. <laughs> I do, I do love that we can actually tell the sharks apart because they all have a different design. And right. it, it just, for me, that works. That's what I want to see in a movie. I want to know the different sharks. <laughs> that was definitely a very deliberate choice. And I think ultimately it was, it was a little tougher for the team, the mm. VFX team, but it was the right call. I, I think they did very, very freaking well. And I think this, their little, like, city yeah. looks really cool, too. So, this interior cave stuff, uh, actually, the building the asylum was in when we shot, the, when we started shooting this, uh, we were moving from that building to a different building. So, what they did is the set deck people, uh, is they took an entire hallway and then ah. an end of the hallway that opened up into a little bit of a larger space. And they just turned that into the caverns that you see them walking through. Uh, so that is all the old asylum office building. Uh, it's just some spray paint and I don't know what else they used to cover it, but uh, in front of it. Yeah. He's bit off his and leg! He, that any escalated SpongeBob, quickly. Any SpongeBob fans will recognize that reference. Oh, that was his favorite leg, too. <laughs> I know. His, his foot had one day left till retirement. Someone should have warned him. <laughs> well, at least they had the decency to cauterize. Cauterize? Is it? Cauterize? Yeah. yeah. Yes. For a split second, I thought. That was a dildo until the <laughs> paper. Well, they're not animals. They're not animals, Bean. <laughs> <laughs> they're intelligent the shark humanoids. Oh my god! Yes, they're intelligent shark humanoid creatures. I know. I wouldn't mind some shark powers because people piss me off a little bit, especially on Twitter. Do you, do you not have shark powers in Australia. I mean, we try, but they kind of kill us in the waters. Actually, I don't, I don't well, they, know. Well, they they just uh, use their their magic didgeridoo, and then they get shark powers. That's that's how it works for Australians, right? Yeah, but we also have to do it while riding a kangaroo. 
Oh, okay. Indeed. And it's tricky to get those wrangled down. Mm. <laughs> and if you've seen, some kangaroos are pretty buff. Like, we could have kangaroo, giant kangaroo versus great white shark. Let's go. Indeed. So yeah, a kangaroo. The asylum like, goes down know. under. <laughs> See, I don't know if you know about this, right? But kangaroos, like, they, like, yeah, as Marcy said, they can get really buff. But also... See, I've seen some videos. Yeah, th- their claws on their feet, they-, they can actually, if they kick you, they can actually have the power to disembowel you. That's yeah. how they're sharp. I did not know their they cl- had claws. claws. Yeah. Yeah, they have like, their, well, I guess it's kind of like on their toes. Like, they're just claws on their toes. But yeah, they're sharp enough to disembowel a person if they get you there. And, and the way they're... they would do it is they have a really thick tail that they can lean on. So they lift their bottom legs up and you're... They can right. kick you, they can hit you're fucked. That's okay, it. that's and the also... pitch. That's the pitch. A bunch of buff, half kangaroo, half gym bros. Gym bros? <laughs> Kangaroos already look like that. <laughs> they need to have those voices. <laughs> uh, they could be called kangaroos. <laughs> I was I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> But also, this is where I found out recently about kangaroos. Is like if you see if you're walking past like a little pond or something like that, and you see a kangaroo in the middle of it. Don't go try to save it because if you do, they could legit try to grab you and drown you. Yeah, no thanks. Every animal in Australia is a nightmare. Uh... That's true. Meet my dog. He's even Freddy. Even Freddy. Yeah. Meet Freddy. <laughs> You're not getting your thing. Go on the bed. See, 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 Ryan, you you should have had an Aussie character in this movie because everyone would have been like, oh, we're being attacked by humanoid shark creatures. This is terrible. And the Aussie character would be like, oh, this is just a regular Wednesday in Australia. (laughs) Oh, mate, this is nothing. I wrestled a shark when I was seven. (laughs) You fucking cunt. (laughs) Just add that at the end. I punched. You fucking cunt. That I, re- that I punched out a koala, and then I wrestled a wallaby, <laughs> and then I tussled with an echidna. You might get you echidna. might get spiked by an echidna. Well, that is true. They are, they, so, I've, pa- I've petted an echidna. It's quite an experience. It's, they're very sharp, but... I have... They're very... I, have well. just saw, I just saw a TikTok where somebody rescued an echidna from... Uh, echidna baby from drowning. Aww. Oh, and, uh, it was. It was pretty adorable. Echidnas, no. I love those things. They're very beautiful. Also, right, I gotta say, I love the hats that Sergey and all the other characters are wearing right now. Oh, the. <laughs> You're alone. <laughs> the space uh, the chain hats. Mail. <laughs> the chainmail hats. I love it. <laughs> oh, they're uh, surprise. Whoa, motherfucker! I do love that every time, like, we're just thinking, like, the characters think they're, everything's all good, and then all of a sudden a shark literally comes out and goes, what? <laughs> Gotta be at least one action beat in every act, so you are never too far away from some nonsense. Now, yes. did they perform this in slow motion, or was it slowed down? I actually cannot tell. <laughs> so, so, that's one of the, the trickier things mm. about... Look at that. Shark powers activate. Mm. Uh, Badass. They they 
So Glenn, the director, and Tammy, they are both uh, very nerdy people. And they wanted this to be, uh, believe it or not, as reasonably scientifically accurate as possible. So they were shooting all of these with the intent of everything being in slow motion. Then what ultimately wound up happening was some of it was slow-mo, some of it was regular speed, and it just wound up looking kind of a mess. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, it's one of the trickier things. Yeah, I imagine that would be. It's one of those where they were like, you have to make a choice, and mm-hmm. you have to stick with it all the way through, but there wasn't really time for them to yeah. make the choice. And it's not just them. It was it was a conversation with a lot of people, mm. and you know they basically what I kept telling them was uh, this was kind of a mantra on set because whenever somebody was like, but this wouldn't really happen, and this you know somebody's getting worked up about mm. logic or something, just be like, hey, what's the title of this movie? <laughs> if sharks on the moon, try not to take it too seriously. Yeah. Uh, mm. And, uh, yeah, so some of the, the slow-mo stuff is, is just because it wasn't quite mm. cut out as well uh, on the day as yeah. it would have needed to have been, and it got a little mm. messy. But, uh, you know, only got nine days to make a movie. Stakes are made. Which is totally fair. I mean, honestly, but I, think I, it's I still couldn't even pretty... tell because I. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I don't you guys need logic did. in my shark on the moon what? movie. <laughs> yeah, well, that that, and also, <laughs> I think it, it's still incredibly impressive that you guys were able to achieve so much in nine to ten days of shooting, especially for something as you know as as ambitious as this. Mm. Yeah, this is this is. Uh... To date, I believe the most ambitious Asylum to be collaborative effort. Uh, and, uh, uh, surprise! Surprise! Uh, surprise. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much a miracle that any of these movies happen, but this one was particularly ambitious. Uh, look at that guy! Look at that gross-looking guy! Goblin shark. Got a horn. We need sharks out of the mood. Figures. I would yes. love figures. Somebody was somebody was trying to figure that out, and ultimately, it, it didn't wind up going forward. But I would have loved one. I would love to have all of them. Creepy, methed out goblin shark. Yes. Whoa. And then she got eaten. Who would have guessed she was one day left to retirement as well? Yeah. All of these guys one day away from retirement. Every they, single person. They need a warning. They just had to go to the moon and then they were home. <laughs> Real quick. I totally and forgot. They retire. <laughs> I, thought, I forgot there was people on the ship. <laughs> you got to have them spread out a little bit. You yes. know, a couple people here, a couple people there. Uh... <laughs> What would, um, Brian, when you and your wife sat down to write this, was, did you guys have any, like, uh, other films and that that you used as inspiration to how approach the story? That's a great question. 
I don't know if we really had any particular films that we used as inspiration. We just did, we'd have certain moments and aspects that we would be uh, pulling from as we created the story for this. Uh, there's a little bit of, especially with the action, it's been so long since I've actually looked at this, so I kind of, and I've, you know, in several movies since this, mm. so it's trying to rack my brain. Uh, God, it's hot in here. But there's a lot of, we, we spend a little bit more time with trying to get, like, just there's some, there's a lot of references uh, that a lot of people missed that we put in here. Uh, there's a lot of homages to certain things that I'm myself not remembering anymore. But uh, we definitely had some some inspiration throughout, but nothing. Uh, there wasn't like a particular benchmark outside of you know. Sharknado will always kind of be like the golden child of the asylum, mm. uh, mm-hmm. and we were. Not quite able to be as uh, insane as as those, but we were trying to kind of keep the pace a little bit. Mm-hmm. All of this is just the same hallway, just reshot and relit, <laughs> a different angle. It's the uh, it's the Bruno Matai way. <laughs> <laughs> And it just use it over and over and over. <laughs> I like that Kai, Gaiku Kaiju brought his input into this movie. Yeah, I had to put his two cents in. <laughs> yes. I'm a little worried when Craven shows up and puts his two cents into no, this no. movie. <laughs> He's away from this show this week. He's a big Twitch streamer now. <laughs> <laughs> that shock. I, is he meant to be sweaty or wet or I think this is one of the issues with uh, shark models mm. uh, from VFX is that most of them are probably going to be around water yes in most movies mm. this is one of the rare exceptions where we're nowhere near water yeah uh, well, just in my head, he's just very sweaty because he just finished his it's uh, just, dude bro he, workout at the gym. Exactly. <laughs> he just got off the treadmill. What do you bench, bro? Bro, bro. <laughs> he can bench, bench two hammerheads. <laughs> Amazing. Uh... Mm. Well, that's a good point, dude. Ah, so now we know, like, what what the sharks are going to do next is that they're going to hijack the big ship and get back to Earth. Yeah, we know the plan. Yeah, they want to get to Earth. There's a little more food on Earth than the moon. Mm. Uh, there's a lot more. A little food. bit more opportunity to grow uh, as a species. And, uh, you know, you get to wipe out humanity in the process and be the dominant species on the planet. Win, win, win. 
I mean, all they have to do, like, we could just offer them up, um, you know, all the uh, right-wing jackasses and we'll be golden. <laughs> we will send you a steady supply of nonsense people <laughs> as food. Look at the little babies, they're cute. <laughs> I now, Ryan, was this your... baby shark. I was gonna say, Ryan, if was this this scene with the baby sharks, your nod to the song Baby Shark. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. Uh, <laughs> that was a happy accident. Uh, but uh, if uh, you were on set for any of the week and a half we were shooting, you would at some point hear somebody at some point throughout the day start singing that song. Uh, it was unavoidable. <laughs> Yeah, I probably would have been guilty of that. I'm trying not to sing it right now. Especially on this day and the uh, the beach day that we'll we'll see later. But mm. it was hard to it was hard to not be. It's just such a catchy song. It is. Once someone starts, it just spreads. I'm trying. I'm trying not to start. <laughs> it's really not easy. But I. Shut up. But what I do like about this scene is well, because yeah, you, you got all the baby. The baby sharks here, like our main characters, want to destroy them, but of course the cool. Uh, oh, forgot her character. A cooler? Yes, a cooler. Sorry. Cool, um, yeah. <laughs> she, yeah, she says like you know these these baby sharks have done nothing wrong. They're innocent, so it kind of shows like I suppose like in a in a way like these sharks are kind of in a like if they're around you know wanting to kill humans, that's what they'll grow up to think that they want to do. But you know. These sharks can, baby sharks can learn that humans can be trusted. But can humans be yeah, trusted, it, though? I wouldn't trust the, you. That's the question. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that was definitely what we were going for with that, mm. is like, no, these, you know, you can't punish, mm. you know, the, the, the babies because of the actions yeah. of their parents, but... Uh, we did have a couple of people online who were like, I wasn't expecting a pro-life message from Shark Side of the Moon. And we were like, that's not what that was. Uh, <laughs> uh, definitely not our intention there. Uh, I can see how they got there, but but no. Uh, but, but I think it's also like the message that with, you know, a lot of shark movies have been doing over the years. It's like, yeah, I mean... Sure, the sharks in this movie may be the one, maybe killers, but it doesn't mean that all sharks are killers. They're just creatures that are just doing what their, you know, evolution has taught them to do. Yeah, and, you well, know, and... you have your predator sharks, you have scavenger sharks, like they're not all the same. Hmm. Same species. They're not all the villains. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, you know, with over the years, like, you know, with a lot of films, like shark films and that kind of, people, like, portray sharks as in a negative light. But at the same time, you know, they're, they're just, you know, they're animals. They're just doing what, you know, they're meant to be doing. And, you know, they're important creatures to our planet. And, you know, they're nothing to be afraid of. So, and I like that, that you at least put that little kind of message in there with, you know, with the baby sharks as well, you know. Yeah, that was definitely, definitely more of our intent with that. Is like, you can't just, you know, unilaterally punish 
all mm. things that are like the thing that did the one bad thing. You have to, you know, mm. it's a case by case basis. You can't judge mm. a book by its cover. Mm. And uh, that's definitely yeah, a that message. Yeah, it's definitely a message through. a lot of people need to understand, especially with how things have been the last few weeks, honestly. Yeah. Who would have thought there'd be such a potent messaging in a movie about sharks on the moon? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm still trying not to sing that song. You're going to be fighting that all day. I, I'm going to be fighting it for the rest <laughs> of my life. Especially because we, we, we made our own version where we just... Instead of saying baby, we just say bead e. So it's a song about bead yes. being a shark. <laughs> or baby or baby craven. Yes. Baby craven doop 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 doop. And then he just stabs bead. Probably. Oh. I like uh, how the how these two are gonna fight a, sh- a humanoid shark creature with a wrench. That was one of my favorite scenes uh, <laughs> to shoot on the day. I have a great picture of them from set uh, of them just holding their weapons of choice against this non-existent shark that they are going to be fighting and uh, it's it's that was that was a particularly fun scene to shoot was the uh, like them picking the weapons of choice was that in the script or was that something like okay you got we got a couple of things around uh, and the actors just chose what they wanted to use against the shark let me consult the tome. <laughs> I do not remember if we uh, do wrote specific things into that. Oh, like it's a whale shark. Of, yeah, I like the design of that. That's uh, that little goofy goober right there is my favorite thing in the movie. Uh, I had nothing to do with the design, but I was absolutely thrilled to see it. I love it. Actually, I take it back. That's probably me as a a, a shark on the moon. <laughs> I, I'm pretty so, sure yeah. that's Freddy, Muzzy. Tells Freddy when he annoys in, me. <laughs> in the script, it just says, "As Josie and Tom look around for items to help fight back, and then cut to the next scene." So the specific items ah. are not in the script. Okay. So that was that deck and props coming to the rescue. Mm. <laughs> oh, here's a wrench. We'll Knowing me. <laughs> Knowing me, if I was in this movie, right, I probably would have gone for the wrench. (laughs) (laughs) You got a big wrench, you got to use it. Exactly, exactly. Now, I know if um, some of the sharks in this film do have names, were any of the other sharks, like the ones we don't know their names in the actual film, did they have names in the script? So the the sharks that have names are... Oh, add... Uh, sorry, oh, time's out. 59.45. Our uh, Zarina Sella, who is the, the leader, and then her uh, Finn henchwoman, uh, Scar, is also named. Uh, all the other sharks are not given names. Uh, they are only really uh, indicated by, we did specifically say, hammerhead shark here, goblin shark here. Uh, so we did did specify which specific kind of shark throughout, but uh, none of none of them were given names, <laughs> including the, uh, of course, the Kula, who is uh, yes. Mm. Oh, 
I, I, I still reckon the giant whale shark should have been named Walter. <laughs> Walter whale. <laughs> he, he, Walter he dealt, whale. He dealt the. He was the 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 meth cooker for the uh, sharks. Yes. <laughs> it could be called breaking fin. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say time's got a bit tough for him on the moon. Yes. Oh, Nutrigrain. And now we have a multigrade ad. That's Nutrigrain. Nutrigrain. See, we have Nutrigrain bars, but not Nutrigrain as a cereal. We. It was a cereal here first, then it was a bar. Just, you guys just got it all backwards. Where your toilets <laughs> flush. Yeah. <laughs> Those damn drop bears. Alright. And almost at the end of the Nutri-Green ad. 59.47. Let's go. Meanwhile, back at the ship. <laughs> Uh-oh. We're too late. Come on, we gotta help them. How many were inside? Four. I feel like I do love... they should be medieval-like soldiers. <laughs> With the mesh, I love it. <laughs> There is a little bit of a, uh, yeah, I definitely not my favorite uh, choice for. It's really the hats. The hats. Nobody likes the hats. Except B. He wants his own. <laughs> Except for B. Uh, and you will not get one. We burned them all. <laughs> oh. You're gonna you're gonna have to replicate it, B. I'm just gonna have to create my own. Mm. That was one dead shark. What happened here? <laughs> my wrench! That, that <laughs> moment right there. And my pipe! My all-time favorites. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Note the self, kill a shark with a wrench. <laughs> worked. It worked once. It can work again. Exactly. So if you go to the beach, carry a wrench with you just in case. I'm going to take it to the beach with me next week. <laughs> I do love the fact that, like, a Akula, like, since she was raised by Sergei, she also has a Russian accent as well. Only human voice she's ever known. Mm. Mm. I mean, the other Fun sharks fact. have the accents too, but... Yeah. They are well, that is true. Because they're Russian. But she was raised by Sergei. Anyway. Uh, in fact, the actress who plays Akula is Ukrainian originally, oh. but she's been out here. She has no discernible accent, so she turned that on for the movie. Oh, damn. Uh, but the actor who played Sergei, he is straight up Russian, and uh, that accent was non negotiable. <laughs> you have to talk like that or else. Yes. <laughs> he gave on set and wanted to do a Kiwi accent. <laughs> <laughs> Look out. Look out for the shacks. The shack hairbreeds. I'm not a Kiwi accent. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. I, I can and try to do the Russian all, uh, all our Kiwi uh, listeners. Yes, we offended all of them. We apologize. <laughs> Bring out the Russian accent and have some vodka. 
Told you, Craven wasn't here this week. <laughs> I have never, have never in my life heard a bad Russian accent. They are all perfect. Uh, except for mine, <laughs> that was bad. Oh, that was flawless. Oh, thank you. Single Russian <laughs> accent is perfect. Excellent, comrade. <laughs> I gotta stop it now. We should have gotten you for the voiceover for uh, Zarina. I would have done it for free. <laughs> clarify if anyone wants to hire me i'll do it for free uh, i'll do the voice for uh the whale shark is he a kiwi <laughs> yes <laughs> you'll just want some fish and chops <laughs> <laughs> well, i also love the set for the the ship like how big was the set for the actual uh, spaceship in the film so that's an interesting question. Uh, most everything that you see that's inside the ship is at this one particular location. Mm. Is it's uh, it has a command center. Uh, it also has the big hallway, just the one, uh, and then two other rooms. One of them, which we're in right now, and then one of them we will see later. Uh, but it's, I mean, it's pretty spacious. Uh, but the command center that we see in the movie was actually shot at a different location. That was our pickup day because the command center, the uh, executives didn't like how that was looking uh, as we shot it. So we had to reshoot all of that oh. at a different location. Oh. And that was a much better. Uh, I love this death so much. I love how they run. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately This was written to be much, much bigger, and uh, <laughs> it's just vaporized. <laughs> we got, we got. Uh, well, uh, question mark on that. Uh, 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 not good. Uh, yeah, I so immediately the center. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> the command center and the rest of the ship are two completely different locations uh but i thought they kind of blended together better than i expected oh yeah for sure like i you wouldn't think it was like it two different sets like you'd think oh it's all part of the one same big set they did a real good job at uh set deck again uh and props really make that's the best shot of the movie mm. that looked so good <laughs> uh but uh, that uh, this set that they're in, uh, the asylum has been using. This is sorry. This is the the command center. This is uh, but yeah. the stuff that we were just in. Uh, that set we've been using uh, in asylum movies for like twenty years now. Uh, like if you guys have seen Transmorphers. Yes. Mm, oh yeah. <laughs> Out of the same, that's the same location. They shot a lot of the stuff for Transmorphers. If you have seen a uh, movie that is sci-fi that involves a ship done by the Asylum, it's probably been shot at this exact set. Okay. Except for this spot, which was actually originally built to be in the movie Ad Astra. Uh, oh, 
Like a real movie, yeah. A real, real movie! <laughs> George Clooney sat in those seats. <laughs> Although, Ad Astra didn't have humanoid shock creatures. So it should have. It should have. Every movie should've. can be perfect like this one. Exactly. That's the thing. All movies should either have, like, humanoid shark creatures or Eric Roberts. That, that's the only deal I have. Yeah. And if, if we are one day so lucky as to get a sequel, we will get the Eric Roberts experience involved. Yes. I will, yes. I will fight tooth and nail. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I'm well, sure he'll do it. <laughs> he probably will just do it. <laughs> the word no is not in his vocabulary. No. And we're all better for it. Yes. Um, Tubi did tweet, uh, well, so what little, like, ten hours ago or something, what do you want to see added on the streaming service next month? I mean, I'm just pretty much hinting to Tubi, we need a part two of Shark Side of the Moon. I know you can't make it in a month, but... Filmed yeah, in one have... month. <laughs> Filmed, shot, edited in one a... month. <laughs> we have a, a diehard fan base. It's, uh, as my wife says, the, the girlies who get it, get it and the girlies who don't don't uh yeah. and that's uh that's pretty accurate <laughs> well i have seen like a number of like you know people making pictures and all that of shark side of the moon on twitter whether it be on tubi or even your own personal uh twitter account ryan i uh uh yeah i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty active uh, in the uh anybody who posts anything about shark side of the moon uh, I will find it, and I will. Uh, if it's positive, I will like it. Uh, and if it's uh, <laughs> if it's negative, I will. Uh, I've fought some people. I always fight See, people, what... but that's that's just my nature as an Aussie. <laughs> Sorry, Patch. <laughs> what you need to do for Shark Side of the Moon too is pull the old eighties trope: is just have a third of the footage from this movie in that movie. <laughs> Yeah. This this is one of the I more disappointing uh, death sequences in here because this actor is actually an extremely talented uh, stunt person, and we had written like this whole thing where he's he's fighting the shark and it's it's a surprisingly close fight, and ultimately he he doesn't wind up making it, but uh, then for it to just wind up being he gets punched and dies, yeah. Is, uh, it's a bummer. There's a lot to love. There's a lot of stuff that was improved upon uh, on the day by shooting mm-hmm. it. And there's just, there's some stuff that had to be sacrificed. Yeah. And our intricate, incredible death sequences were <laughs> easiest ones to kind of pare down I mean, on the day. I mean, how could you not want to have like the most craziest death scenes when you have humanoid sharks on the moon? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm screaming. Yeah. Like he, yeah, I think that, that if, we had a little bit more of that, I, I think, yeah. As much as I do enjoy this movie, just as it is, I think that would have really added a little bit more to just the absurdity of it. Yes. Because this well, is pretty that... absurd, and I love that. <laughs> although that guy should have had his wrench and that he would have died, so there you mm-hmm. go. <laughs> oh, never forget your wrench. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I like that one of the sharks looks like it's wearing a WWE championship belt. <laughs> I was thinking that. Yeah, he is the champion. Uh, of the of the moon. 
I'm a champion yes. of the moon. <laughs> I'm Russian shock. I'm Russian shock champion. <laughs> and I sound like Boyka. <laughs> Hello. I'm shark champion. Shark champion. <laughs> I gotta shut up. That was another thing that uh, got reduced greatly uh, because of the, the, the VFX of, we had a lot more dialogue for uh, the sharks, uh, the shark leader Zarina Sella and Scar and ultimately a lot of that had to get cut because the VFX uh, of moving their mouths to make it look even remotely close was pretty taxing and they just kind of didn't have the time for it, so it's that's pretty reduced as well. You gave her a lot of just great James Bond dialogue that uh, no one will ever see. Such is the life of, the, of a writer. I'll try not to cry. Because it does suck. Uh, that, that, Maybe if you guys ask nicely, I can uh, send you guys a copy, a PDF copy of the script. Ooh. I, wonder, I would enjoy checking that out. Yeah, definitely. See if I can, I'll see if I can legally do that. <laughs> if not, <laughs> you can just read it to us. <laughs> but you have to do all the voices. Of course. I do voiceover work. I'll do all the voices. I'm running low on drink. <laughs> I don't know why. This movie's making me thirsty. It's all the sharks being out of water, Barcy. That's what mm -hmm. it is. I, say, I think it was the, the mm -hmm. big buff sharks. Those hats are dehydrating. It really is the hats. But she's got a new hat. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. She, she looks like that's just her fashion. Like, she would leave she the house with that hat. Like, yeah, she really pulls it off. It takes a oh. special oh. kind of person. Oh. Yay! <laughs> oh, no! Daddy oh. died again. <laughs> that, that was my sister's favorite moment <laughs> of the movie. She got so excited. Oh, we've lost audio on uh -oh. Ryan. We lost her. We can't hear you now for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. No. Yeah. His death ruined Ryan's audio. The death was so good, the audio just died. The shark killed his audio. It did. We might have to... I don't know if we just... We'll, we'll, do we pause? Do we keep going? It's hard to do this when we're watching a live movie. Ryan's audio uh, had one day left retirement. Right, better did. pause. Maybe right. pause yeah. the movie. And yeah, then... so to everybody, Possible we're just pause. pausing the movie at one hour, 14, 15 seconds, and we're just going to pause our recording and see what's going on. Okay, we are back in action. We're restarting the movie from where we paused it, and off we go. Done. <laughs> All right. I actually, I got to say, right. That death was pretty hilarious. I do love it yes. when a film, like, it makes you think like a character is dead to bring him back and then to kill him off again yes. permanently right after. Yes. 
There were a lot of executives who were not thrilled at that choice in the script, but I just kind of kept insisting, trust me, uh, yeah. that's going to be awesome. And I feel vindicated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when, I, the, when I first watched it, I was like, whoa! And then, ah! <laughs> this is great. <laughs> the, the but it's also her, like... She looks like she's real, not VFX, like in that shot. I think that's one of my one of my favorite comments we got was somebody was complaining about the VFX and they said they didn't know if it was a rubber suit, real rubber suit, or if it were bad CGI. I was like, well, if you can't tell if it's real or not, maybe it's actually better than you're Mm. indicating and you're just a Mm. hater. Yep. A hundred percent. Yeah, no. it's funny you say that, oh. right? Because like, oh no! Like, I think when you the the teaser trailer for this movie came out, like around was it at Comic Con when you you yeah. guys announced? Yeah, it was Comic Con. Yeah, like when you, yeah, we just released the trailer. I honestly thought that in a couple of the shots, the actual shark creatures were guys in suits. That's how like convinced I was. Mm. They they did some pretty magnificent work. Uh, not all of it. But uh, you know, ultimately there was a, there were time issues. Yeah. And they originally had, I think, eighteen artists working on it at one time, and uh, five of them got COVID, so they oh, couldn't God. work on it for extended periods of time. And then one of them had a family emergency that took them away from it. Mm. So it was like twelve people really uh, in like two months doing all the VFX that you see here. That's fucking impressive like for me though it's pretty incredible fucking impressive um yeah but again i i i have a lot of respect for films that are made on a very small budget and they can pull something off that at least for me personally that i find engaging or fun um i mean clearly i watch a lot of tubi and a lot of things on tubi were probably made for twenty (laughs) dollars Twenty five, maybe. We do twenty five dollars. Yeah. I mean, I think last week's film, The Secret Agent Club with Hulk Hogan, might have been a twenty dollar budget, and that might yes. have just been on his hairpiece. <laughs> yeah, that was that was not an asylum movie. Uh, no, we did not take credit for that. Although I would laugh. It makes the asylum it. looks like they have a mega budget. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I was going to say, even, I would even we I, have standards. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say it right now. I would like love this movie even more if a shark actually wore a hairpiece in it. <laughs> it's trying to explore its human side. Uh, exactly. Uh, I, I mean, if Akula could have hair, I mean, any of the other sharks I mean, could have hair. I, you could, you could, you, you should have written a Karen character, Shark Karen, with the Karen hair. I can't unpicture it now. So, so Marcy, if a shark is a Karen, does that make it a Sharon? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but I'm. Dude, you are you are crushing it tonight. <laughs> you get I three, I That's one. You get I three, get... and then you're out. Yes. Then I get banned from the podcast. <laughs> 
Again. We're in Act 7 now. We're almost out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the film, sadly, is almost to an end. Yes. I mean, but I do love the relationship between Sergei and Akula. It's like yeah. a really nice father and daughter bond between the two of them. I think that so. was, uh, yeah, that's another one that there was a there's a TikToker who this is this was like her favorite movie of the year, and uh, she was uh, she specifically called out like this relationship and this scene in particular of uh, being like. If you paid attention, this is a really like there's there, this is this is kind of really well done. Uh, mm-hmm. And this was this was more written by uh, the better writer of the two <laughs> in this writing duo. In my in my wife, this emotion more emotional sequence, but uh, I focused more on the deaths that they didn't shoot. Uh, so. But uh, yeah, she did a great job writing it, and they the actors were phenomenal. Absolutely, and... you you do feel a little bit heartbroken with that scene. I'm not gonna lie. And what's really heartbreaking to me is uh, this next bit coming up here. It's Sergey on the ship, and he has to pick which song he's gonna play. Right here in the script, it's Swan Lake which is his daughter's favorite song, as we set up earlier. Mm. But the executives decided, no, he's a rock and roll guy. So they play this rock and roll music instead. I think Swan Lake would have been... I think... I keep pushing it. I keep yeah. pushing it. If they ever, like, do a re-release or something, uh, make it Swan Lake, but they, they are not budging on that. Yeah. But in the script... It was set Swan up Lake. earlier, and... Yeah. Thank you. Yes. I paid attention. It's Swan Lake. I love Swan Lake. That's something I'll pay attention to. Oh, Sergei. It's a very funky looking uh, ship. (laughs) It just spun me out there. The hammerheads are cool. Get a fight. No, oh, look at the little cute one. Again. <laughs> That's Walt. That's Walter. That's Walter. He is my favorite look little at derby him. boy. Yeah. You're so cute. <laughs> Walter is the Frenchie of humanoid shark creatures. <laughs> Whoa! It's kind of like Freddy when he's hungry. <laughs> Would it be at all possible to pause? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are at yeah. 1 hour 2137. Well, right. Didn't piss my pants. Woo! <laughs> all right. Uh, yes. The... Oh, and he Ryan disappeared. Got... And... Oh. <laughs> we lost him <laughs> no, again. My... <laughs> oh, Don't worry, that been... back. I'm back. That, that would have been the best outline of In all second. time. Just leave. I didn't piss my pants. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> all right. We will continue the movie from where we left off, which was, what was it? One hour, 21. The I morning. cannot hear you guys. Oh, no. Oh. Headphones. There it is. Oh. Yeah. There okay. go. <laughs> R.I.P. Sergey. Yeah. It's not a To Be Tuesdays podcast if we didn't have technical issues. If things run smoothly, it's not the same. 
My black market laptop just has some issues, I guess. Mm. Mm. It's all the cocaine <laughs> still installed on it. It's the cocaine laptop. <laughs> Directed by Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> yep. Yes. Oh, that. That's Whoa. just going to keep feeding me. Whoa. All that remains is a statue. <laughs> oh. Oh, Walter. <laughs> That's a real tragedy. He's my of favorite this movie. Yes, Walter's my favorite shark of this movie. <laughs> By far, my number exactly. one. If if I had a draft pick of uh, if you were doing a fantasy draft of sharks in this movie, yes. Walter's my number one every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now he's on Earth, baby. <laughs> and of course, they land him like. Like and of course, they landed a spot where there's sharks everywhere. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was not in the script. Uh, oh. That was a choice that was oh. made. Oh. I'm not upset about it. Just that's not anywhere in the script. It just wasn't their day. <laughs> Have to deal with moon sharks and earth sharks. Wait till they find the sharks. land sharks, jungle sharks. Outback sharks. But the worst shark of all, the toilet shark. Ew. Sneak up on you. I already check my toilet to make sure there's no snakes or spiders in there every time I go. Which now I'm does happen look, a lot. I'm going to have to look for sharks now. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, it's, it, at least it's... Hopefully it's more frogs. Because I, I remember... This uh, this little plot point here was uh, actually brought to you by the director of Sharknado. Oh. He, uh, he couldn't quite crack what needed to happen at the end of Act 8, and he was like, well, what about this? And I hated it, and my wife hated it, but everyone else loved it, so here it is. <laughs> Life finds a way. Jurassic Park taught us this. Yes. But she's still got a swimsuit on. That's not how swimsuits work. That's not how oh, Bertie and Shark babies work. <laughs> I mean. Oh. How can you hate a little baby shark when it makes a noise like that? It's just a little... Yeah. Oh. Easily. Yeah. But babies? But, <laughs> but but where'd the where'd the baby one go? Did he throw it over? I missed that. <laughs> They're out there. <laughs> oh, coming up and coming next, up next rise, rise of the beast. Rise of the beast. Eradication yes. Land really, Shark. There you go. <laughs> I was really hoping that the next movie was going to be uh, Tales of Fifth Grade Robin Hood. That would have been. I'm very disappointed. Just yeah. We need yes. we need a rewatch <laughs> of John Lovitz as Prince was he principal. God, I can't even remember. Yes. Bloody hell. Yes. Vice principal. But, uh, 
There we yes. go. <laughs> <You should know. laughs> but yeah, but, but yes, that was uh, Shark Side of the Mood. And thank you, Ryan, for joining with us and talking about this movie. Yeah, absolutely, man. Of course. Beautiful. Uh, so before I let you guys go, uh, or you let me go, uh, fun fact about this movie is we are actually have been, we've been going through it for the past few months and they're going to re-release it with, uh, on Tubi with, uh, some updated effects and, uh, some slight tweaks and adjustments that'll make it a little bit more the fully realized version we're hoping for were it not for the uh rush and some uh scheduling concerns and we all know that there is an incredible movie in there and uh, it's already great but we could we could make it a little bit better so we're uh, gonna be there isn't really an official release date for that but i know they are working on it and it's getting reasonably close okay. to being done uh, so there is going to be a new version, and uh, the one thing I will let you know that is a little disappointing is they have changed the model for the whale shark. Oh. No! Not so not save, not. save this version forever, mm-hmm. and you will always have that, but the uh, the version going forward will have a, uh, I will admit, a pretty incredible looking uh, model in its place, but uh, our little derpy boy will be going away, but uh, it will live in this episode forever, yes. and uh, you know any legal recordings of it that will exist for the rest of time. And you'll let That's me know for, like... the, uh, for the uh, Nicholas Cage cut, right? Yes. <laughs> That'll be the third cut. Uh, yes. And we, we're just trying to lock him down. His price point is more than zero dollars, yes. which is what we have left. <laughs> yes. so. yeah. and, and it's, it's going to be called the sh- and it's called the shark cage cut. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, Ryan, I, I know before we do wrap up the show tonight, are there any other projects you would like to uh, tell us about that you have coming up in the p- pipeline? Well, uh, we just put out. A- Asylum, it's not on Tubi, but we just put out Ape versus Mecha Ape. Ooh. And that is available uh, if you have internet access and look it up. It's somewhere all over uh, probably Amazon Prime and uh, wherever, you're, wherever you stream videos, it'll probably be there at some point. Yeah. Uh, and then later this summer, another non-Tubi one, but uh, we will have Attack of the Meth Gator. Yes. Uh, which I worked, uh, I did not write, but I worked very hard in helping develop that, and that should be just so much fun. Uh, that's already been shot, and they're in post on that now, nice. and it's uh, it's looking pretty great and like a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, still just pitching stuff to Tubi, and obviously you guys will be the first to know if uh, <laughs> anything comes through the pipeline there. Sweet! But- just, uh, there's going to be a lot of fun to be had coming up in the future and hopefully more with Tubi as soon as possible. Yeah, fingers crossed. Indeed, indeed. But also, Ryan, I understand that you actually have re- recently wrote and directed a short film that could be watched on YouTube right now. Oh, yeah. My own shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, if you uh, go to, uh, you can find it on, on YouTube. It's called Pinata. Uh, if you go to uh, my Twitter at the Ryan Ebert, uh, I posted it there and any other social media at the same at. Uh, yeah, that's a fun little, I, I do, my, my specialty is comedy. That's my, where I came up doing uh that's what i came up doing and would like to do more of uh, but yeah if you like uh if you if you like a wild surprise turn at the end of something uh you're in for a twist there uh and it's only four minutes so you if you uh watch it and you don't like it you've only wasted four minutes of your life so that's not too bad what, what do you have to lose <laughs> awesome but uh indeed indeed and i guess that could be a wrap of this episode of the show and thanks to marcy and batch for being awesome co-hosts as per usual and ryan once again for coming on the show and talking about this this film with us and this is my my script on the day on set signed by everyone yes Awesome. I but, love it. Uh, this was my original plan for the artwork. <laughs> it, did, uh, it did not go over well with the lawyers, but uh, no. But I can yes. have it. <laughs> yes, but uh, and only our Patreon subscribers can see that 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 cover. Sorry, an exclusive <laughs> piece of art. It's right exclusive. There. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, before we wrap up tonight, uh, Marcy, where can people find you on the internet this week? Yeah, if you want to find all things uh, To Be Tuesdays in the Super Network, head to supermarcy.com or you can check out our link tree, which will take you to all of the places you can stream the To Be Tuesdays podcast, as well as our socials, which I'll spell it out, is l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash the To Be Tuesdays podcast. And I can mostly be found on places under Super Marcy. But I also have a link tree, which you can find at the link tree address, just slash supermarcy. And there we go. Awesome. And uh, Batch, where can people find you on the internet this week? You can find me on Webtails, a Spider-Man podcast, where Mark Chevalier and I recap classic issues of The Amazing Spider-Man from the beginning to the present day. Also, make sure you follow Pop4D on uh, Twitch, because Craven is streaming on Twitch. God help us all. <laughs> as well as uh, on our YouTube. Follow Pop4D on YouTube. Yes. And, uh, and Ryan, where can people find you on social media this week? Uh, if you go to, I'm, I'm most active on Twitter. There I am at the Ryan Ebert. Uh, that same at can get me on Instagram as well. And uh, that's about the only places I exist. <laughs> so if you want me, there I am. Yes, <laughs> please give Ryan a follow. He is a wonderful. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time out to join us once again, but to actually watch a movie that you co-wrote this time um, as we had the fun interview last year. Uh, And yeah, hopefully we will be, we'll be able to get you back. Even if we don't watch a movie that you necessarily had anything to do with, you might just want to join us for the fun of it with some wacky movie that's on Tubi. Anytime, you guys are always an absolute delight. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And, and uh, yeah. also, before we go, I, we, we're going to do my socials because we almost forgot. No, no one cares about uh, your people socials. People want to find me. <laughs> oh, 
Anyways, um, if people want to find me, they can find me on my Twitter page at twitter.com slash bjamine or my Letterboxd account at letterboxd.com slash bjamine. And also you can find all my work at supermarcy.com. And also you can listen to my solo podcast, Bead vs. the Living Dead, which I dissect every remake, reimagining, homage, spoof, unofficial follow-up, and so much more to George A. Romero's classic 1968 horror film, Night of the Living Dead. Uh, on all podcast streaming services everywhere, and as well as follow its Twitter account at twitter.com slash VSTLD. So, yeah, that is an end for this episode of the 2B Tuesdays podcast. We hope all of our listeners enjoyed it, and we'll see you all next Tuesday, everyone. See ya. Bye. Bye-bye. Adios. Tabular Austin Mission Control, all systems running at 100%. Starting main engine. Everyone ready to go to the moon? Five, four, seven, 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 Mission Control, do you copy? You're not getting back on course. Great for your Let's see that. Captain, I think you should see this. Back to the ship. Why are there sharks on the moon? Americans. Welcome to the Where did they take him? We are going home. You're from Earth? Protect the ship at all costs. It's either us or them. The To Be Tuesdays podcast is proudly sponsored by Surfshark VPN. Why would you have a VPN in this day and age? Well, a lot of people are quite concerned about tracking and their online privacy, and using a VPN ensures that you are safe and secure online. Surfshark VPN provides a lot of extra added layers of security as well as ad blocker and a kill switch if your information is ever compromised. The other added bonus of having a fantastic VPN with Surfshark is if a movie we're watching on the 2B Tuesdays podcast is not available in your country, you can switch on that VPN, go to the country that it is in and watch the movie. Surfshark VPN also allows you to do this on other streaming platforms where if you're missing some content in that library, you can turn this on and have a look at what else is on offer. Surfshark VPN is one of the most reliable and cheapest of the VPNs out there with up to 81% off offer when you subscribe for 24 months. Please use the link surfshark.deals/supernetwork to take advantage of this amazing deal. Thank you, Surfshark. Surfy shark, do 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 do. Surfy shark, do 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 do. Now back to the Tubi Tuesdays podcast.